How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. So today's episode is a little bit close to home for me um, and probably a lot of you listening today. It's about trauma and it's about how trauma affects intimacy. And I didn't know this was a thing, but I, um, after much reading and researching and listening to clients and going through my own stuff, I realized that traumas like this little gremlin that we don't see in the background that totally impacts relationships on all fronts. So whether you've just entered into a new relationship or you're currently in one, or maybe you're finding it difficult to hold onto a relationship, trauma really has a way of impacting the way we do that whether we like it or not. And when one of us in a relationship has experienced trauma within our lives, navigating the issue can be a lot harder than we see at face value. It's pretty deep. And, you know, a lot of these issues stay dormant for years. They're hidden away. They're suppressed. These emotions don't want to come to the surface because they're too difficult to deal with. But then we experience another traumatic event or a life-changing event and we could result in having a full-blown meltdown and it's not really just the event, the triggering event. It's all of the the stuff that we've piled away and hidden and left unattended that sort of comes to the surface at some point. So sometimes trauma, the traumas can be recent and they can take a bit of a bit of a while, take a little bit longer to get over than you initially thought. So whether you're experiencing your trauma right now, there is really no timeline for when you'll get past it. So it could have been something years ago, it could have been something that's happened currently, but there's no real timeline or cycle of how long it takes to get over trauma. But evidently, it's all really up to you and how you handle it and what you do with it. So how we let trauma affect our daily lives, especially our intimate relationship, really depends on many factors, including the degree of trauma, how recent it was, how consistent it was, how life-altering it was, and how resilient we were around the trauma and sort of what we've made sense of the trauma. So how, how did we define it? What did it mean for us? If you've ever been in a car accident and suffered physical trauma, if you've come out of an abusive relationship that Im- emotionally impacted you, or you might have experienced a great, like a great loss in your life. And trauma looks like this. It looks like this in many different ways, shapes, forms. So dealing with trauma isn't just a one-time quick fix thing that's going to work um, for everyone. It's really not that at all. You really need to unpack your emotions and work through your experience in order to really resolve what's going on. And this is the only way that you're going to resolve trauma that impacts relationships and especially the intimacy issues. Because as trauma affects us in different ways, they're also going to impact relationship in different ways. 
And most of that, if you think about intimacy, intimacy has a lot to do with body, um, the way we touch, the way we feel, the way we're present with somebody. And so trauma really does trigger the body. It sort of lives in the body in um, some ways. And it's our body memory. And I, I likened this the other day to someone going to the gym that, you know, if you don't train for a little, if you've been quite an avid trainer and you train weights and you've got a body memory, it's like when you go back to the gym, although you're a bit unfit, your body remembers the muscles that you use and you sort of build muscle a little bit quicker than you did previously. And that's because your body has muscle memory. And that's the same when it comes to trauma. Trauma lives in our body and our it lives in our muscles and it has a memory. And so we come up with a trigger or an event or something that reminds us and then bang, it's like we short circuit. So when we experience a traumatic event, our body releases these hormones that have us going into full-blown survival mode, you know, fight or flight. Essentially, it's, you know, we do we protect ourselves? Do I need to fight to save myself or do I freeze and not do anything because that's the safest response? And the brain just goes into that. Which do I which do I choose? How do I keep Dr. Love alive? Do I take her out of here? Do I get her ready to fight a battle or do I keep her quiet and freeze her so that she's not harmed? So that's what happens in our body. And physiologically, our body and our mind go into this state of like shock. And it distributes this huge amount of adrenaline, meaning we have not a lot of control of what happens next in our next actions. And simply that means that we go into this survival mode. And I know like for me that if something has triggered me and I go into this survival mode, sometimes I could act it out and not realized how extreme it could have been, whether it was um, being angry or sad or fearful or, you know, there's been times where I've been triggered. I'm like, get me out of here. Like I need to get out of here. And I've got this, this urge to just move out of this, this space I was in because I couldn't handle being around a particular person or a situation and it just triggered the hell out of me. So our body works in mysterious ways, but it works to keep us alive. Okay. So the next action that our body wants to take is simply to do what it needs to do for us to stay alive. But this response takes a huge toll on our body and our emotional storage. You could have one of these triggers and you can just feel so depleted. You know, releasing this stress hormone cortisol and making you feel really disconnected and withdrawn is really a game changer in relationships and a game changer even with self-love because you're so disconnected and you become so withdrawn that you've got to find the energy to give it back to yourself so you can get back up into life and regain energy, regain momentum and go, right, I'm here, I'm ready. And that sucks because it's all this is like this cycle, you're going up and down, up and down, up and down. You've got this toxic relationship with self because of the unresolved trauma. So when our body is in this state, it really depends on how we return to a normal regulation, how we bring it back up from going up and down. And we need to regulate our nervous system because that's what's been impacted. And that's going to impact whether the trauma leads to an emotional or physical intimacy problem. Okay. So just remember that the way our body works, how we return to feeling somewhat normal or when our nervous system regulates, this really is going to let the body know that this trauma now lives in our physical body or this trauma lives in our emotional body. Because 
two people can have exactly the same traumatic experience or, you know, traumatic, go through the same traumatic event. And it does depend on how they've reacted or responded and recuperated from the event that will impact their connection to others. Okay. So if you've been able to shake the traumatic event off or you've suppressed your emotions rather than acknowledging them, you might actually experience a type of disconnect with your partner or any partners you choose to have. And then you'd be wondering if you've fallen out of love or you have a lack of sexual desire or you feel like there's a distant behavior. And all of this contributes to your current emotional state. It's like your body's saying, I can't get close to you. I have a physical and emotional intimacy problem because I can't trust. I don't know how to recover from the trauma, even though I think I have. There must be a reason for me to keep pushing you away. I'm fearful of something. I don't want to get hurt again. And so if I push you away and create a scenario that you walk away or that it's bad enough that I can give myself an excuse or reason to walk away, then I don't need to unpack what I've put away for all these years. I don't have to look at those emotions. And so being in a fight or flight response really lingers in the body longer than you think. And this means that you are easily triggered. You trigger these cortisol levels in an instant. And what that does is that when you get those triggers and you get that spike and you're fuming, angry, scared, fearful, whatever it is you feel, it adds to the disconnect. It adds to the disconnected feeling of you with your partner. And then it also impacts the way you relax, you know, your inability to relax with them. Because if you can't relax at all, then how can you be intimate in a comfortable manner? You've always sort of got this tension in your body at some point. So without knowing your trauma is affecting you, you will start to withdraw emotionally. You'll start to protect yourself from getting hurt. You'll start to put your guard up and you'll start to want a lot more control over everyday situations to feel this sense of calm. Can you see the carry-on effect of that? If you're not dealing with a particular trauma that you've gone through, if you're not unpacking the emotions or the physical experience that you've had, eventually the detachment and the withdrawal gives you this sense of isolation. And then it also gives you this sense of, I need to have some control over something so that I feel like I'm in control of something if that makes sense. So if you can have control over every situation, it gives you that sense of calm because you don't like uncertainty. Uncertainty is your biggest fear. When you have unpacked unresolved trauma, uncertainty is your biggest fear. But your coping mechanism can cause depression, anxiety, and pull you further away from regaining emotional and physical intimacy and control. So all of the other things you're trying to control won't matter if you haven't resolved the trauma because you are always going to feel disconnected, like you don't belong, like you can't get close to someone, like you are, I mean, you feel lonely. Okay. And so there is ways that you can overcome these intimacy issues in your relationships, but it is one of the most difficult things to face, especially after a traumatic event has been hidden in your emotions for some time. 
you know, acknowledging, accepting, and understanding why you feel certain feelings, although difficult, can help you move on from the experience. But it's not an easy road. Some people have trouble expressing themselves verbally, even to a psychologist or a therapist. Sometimes they struggle. Sometimes they struggle to tell people that are close to them, close friends and family, how they feel or what's going on. So activities that help express feelings like, you know, that help you connect with self, I should say, things like art and music, writing, movement, dancing, things like that, that allow you to connect with self while you're doing them, allows you as a person to gain control of how you want to be heard without actually saying it. And I know my daughter does this, is that when she's triggered and she's gone into a state that she's too upset to speak, she's got a little diary that she writes in and we have this like pen pal sort of scenario going on that she'll write down everything that she's feeling and why and then I'll respond back and that can go on for a couple of hours in a day if she's really upset and we sort of come to a resolution in our writing but being able to say it in a way without being triggered that's what you've got to find because if you can't talk about it or you can't express it to the person that keeps triggering your trauma you're going to stay in it. Okay. The other thing is practicing mindfulness and learning to bring yourself into the current moment rather than falling into these flashbacks or how you used to feel or how it was before. They can help you really be aware of your surroundings and alleviate these anxieties that come from living in the past, from reliving these past traumatic experiences. And sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. We are sitting in the car and something happens and all of a sudden you're five years back to this shitty situation and you're reacting like you're there, but you're actually not. You're in a safe place and that has passed, but you're reacting and being triggered like you are functioning in that past traumatic experience. So openly communicating with your partner about how you feel and what is making you feel uncomfortable or comfortable when getting intimate is really important. They want you to feel good. So hiding your emotions for their sake is probably not going to do you any favors. You need to be able to tell them so they actually know what they can and can't do or what's going to trigger you and what's not going to trigger you. Don't expect them to read your mind and then get shitty about it because that's not fair. So create a safe space where you can talk to someone if you need a third, like a third party, get a psychologist or a counselor or a therapist who can really help you unpack how you are feeling, unpack how your emotions are impacting you, look at your deep-rooted anxieties. Um, you can even have couples therapy, and that can actually help you resolve these intimacy issues and make you feel heard with your partner in the room, like learning tools on how to do that rather than keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, that's not just going to happen. Okay. So I will put it out there that trauma is probably at the moment, I think one of the most important things to deal with when you are trying to be in a true intimate relationship with self or someone else. And if you don't deal with the trauma, you will forever feel like you are unfulfilled and it takes the work. It takes the work to deal with it. It takes the work to go back and revisit. It takes the work to admit what the trauma was. I know for me, a lot of my trauma, I had a lot of guilt. I had a lot of 
embarrassment. I had a lot of shame attached to some of the trauma that I had experienced and acknowledging it and letting it go and um, realizing the impact on my emotions, my physical body, my intimacy, and my sex drive was incredible because I never realized the impact it had. And to be able to voice that to your partner, if they are open and willing to listen, are um, selfless when it comes to the relationship, they will take on board where you are where you're at and um, how you're willing and wanting to be a better person in the relationship, but you need to work through this. And that might need some space. And I don't mean, hey, I need some space, move out. Or, hey, I need some space. I don't want to talk to talk to you for a couple of weeks. It's emotional and psychological space is give me the space here to heal. Give me the space here to do what I need to do so that I can be more present and better in the relationship with you. And so the way you can explain it to your partner is, you're actually investing in the relationship because when you invest in self, you then come to the relationship as a better you, which means then you're investing in the relationship. So where we get stuck here is that partners tend to think that because we're working on our own trauma, that we're going to leave them out. We're going to you know, outgrow them. We're not going to want to come back to them, but that's actually not true. When we go out to work on our trauma and make ourselves better, we come back as a better person, someone that is that is more in a position to receive and give. Because what you'll find is in trauma and people that are affected by trauma, they find it very difficult to receive. And a lot of that is they find it very difficult to receive pleasure and love. And that is what Dr. Love doesn't want for any of you listening. So I would like to put it out there is go and sort that shit out. If you've gone through a traumatic experience or you've had a few experiences that have impacted you in the past, and it doesn't have to be extreme like a really bad, um, you know, car accident or it could be a, you know, domestic violent relationship, it could be whatever the trauma is for you. You can't compare. Don't com- we're not here to compare traumas or mine's worse than you or, you know, she went through a lot. Hers isn't so bad. I don't understand what she's talking about or he's talking about. That, that doesn't, that's not on. We're not here to com- compare how severe someone's trauma is. What we want to know is no matter how, what the traumatic experience was or the event was, it is how you recovered and what, how you made sense of it that matters most. So go get yourself some help, go and work out the best option for you. Now I know that there has been some really good success around trauma using EFT, so tapping. That has done wonders for some of the people that I know that have gone through traumatic experiences. The other option is EMDR. That's another type of therapy that's great for trauma. Trauma can also be helped through hypnosis. Uh, some kinesiology can help you with uh, processing trauma of of what you've experienced as you've gone through your life's journey. So there's a lot of options out there and you've got to try a few of them before you work out which one's the best one for you. I know for me, I used a whole array of um, interventions and strategies around my own trauma. And some of them range from working with a chiropractor, working with my body. It was a kinesiologist working with the energy and my body, you know, EMDR, tapping, I've done hypnosis. There's a few things that really worked well for me. So I want to give you permission and give yourself permission. I'm asking you to give yourself permission to work through 
your trauma so that you can have an amazing, amazing connection with your partner, whether you're with them now or the one you are going to meet and feel fulfilled and satisfied and totally be able to receive and give love like you're worth it. This is Dr. Love. I look forward to chatting with you on the next episode. Go out and deal with that stuff so that you can be all in love the way that I love you guys to do life. I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E dot com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.